Okay, good evening, everybody. Good evening. So, um, actually, I want to go back uh, for a minute. Am I echoing? Not anymore. Okay, good. Uh, not anymore. One second. Okay, great. Amazing. So, I wanted to go back to, uh, just to talk about some of the schools. It's important, why, as you'll see why momentarily, some of the, the schools, some of the, the uh, benefits, the, the physical and metaphysical, spiritual benefits of learning the work that we're learning. And as I, as I started with a few weeks ago, it doesn't just mean learning it. It means inculcating it, applying it to our lives, making it our, our Weltanschauung, our, our worldview. So actually, um, in one of the Tomatvars that I have, this with the Pirish Gviyo uh, Hazav, in the, in, the, in the back, he delineates several of the the schoolas of the, the, the that uh, the treasures literally treasures but the the, the the benefits this book brings so I'll just do, do a few of them he starts again with something we we we, we said in the beginning Komi Shirago this is from the Shla the great uh, uh, 17th century Mukubal leader of Frankfurt Jerusalem and other cities Komi Shirago the Omer anyone who is, who accustoms to learn this great sefer and does it weekly or at least monthly? Such a person, if they follow it, is guaranteed they are a ben oilam haba, a person of the world to come. The ashrei loy, the toivlo, praise it as such a person. It's good for such a person. Mishamargo atzaba, a person who accustoms themselves to learn this work and get used to it and make it part of their. Spiritual DNA. Also, from the altar, Mikalem, one of the great students, if not the greatest students of Rasul Salanter, and the, the, the leader of the Mercer movement in the 19th century, Hamargal, Atzmo, uh, um, person accustomed to learn this work, will without a doubt come to a high level of Avas, of loving and fellow Jew. Says Ravon Galanti was one of the great. Mukubalam also Yiskila Chuva a person will come to true repentance, the highest level of repentance. Um, I'm going to skip some of them, are just um, interesting things. But according to the Zohar, in general, not learning the Sefer, but he quotes a lot of the Zohars that if your person follows the Yigamal Midas, how they get Hashem's bracha uh, in their in their life. He quotes the, from the Svarim of, of several Chassir Sadikim. It's a school of Furufua. And actually, this is very famous. Reb Chaim Itzans. Chaim Itzans was one of the greatest Mukubalim, uh, if not the greatest in, in Central Europe in the 19th century. And Chaim Itzans actually said that if a person, God forbid, has cancer, it does not mean don't get chemo, don't take care of yourself. But a school law is to learn this, uh, this work because it brings... It brings bracha to a person's life. And then he quotes, which is why I wanted to jump into, um, actually, some of the, he brings some of the, uh, the words, actually, of the author of the Ramak, that he himself says that a person who inculcates the Yugimol Meitmidus. For example, A person who learns his work will have a certain countenance a certain aura, a certain light, a certain radiance in front of all of Hashem's cre- uh, creations, it means humans and even animals, you'll have a certain presence to you, a certain divine presence to you. Um, 
A person who learns his work and inculcates it will have the light of, of wisdom. And when they have the light of wisdom, they won't have to have Yisurim. Because remember, we, we mentioned this. When Hashem gives a person trials and, tri- and tribulations, one of the main reasons that that happens is to either purify us or, or to better us. But if we're getting... Um, we're working on ourselves and we're improving ourselves without Yisurim, or we don't need to be rectified through that, that, that that's all the better. It means if we're learning this work and we're improving ourselves, kind of like the following thing, a person could get, take exercise and eat a healthy diet in, in a physical sense and be healthy and in good shape, or, and be, or a person could not take care of themselves and need all kinds of medications and procedures in order to live a, a functioning life. So this is the best medicine. It's the best. It's a spiritually healthy diet to learn and to work on, on, on the attributes. So we're talking the safer. Yirgal atzma luma Torah lishma. Person learns it with Torah. We get all the schoolers. It'll be yizke liras haraymis. Person will see that we come to an exalted level understanding. Hashem, if he does it, if you give him this liskasher bektusha alyana tadir. He will be connected to higher, higher levels of kedusha, of sanctity, of holiness. Person who learns this will have mercy on Hashem's creations and creatures, and, and certainly human beings, and they will have mercy on him. Um, a, a person of all kinds of schusim that he brings down in this world and the next one. It's important. Uh, why? Because it's not just the learning of such a work. Sometimes, like, a person comes and they get to a shear, um, and there's a certain amount of knowledge that they get, which is, and they gain. Um, sometimes you learn about the Parsha. I, I just, I just, somebody asked me, I, I study, one of the people I study with, I bring into the Kurlal, is a, currently a traditional Jew, uh, not observant. I know there's several people that I bring in there. And they, at, they saw me learning the Siva Shalom with this person. It's not... You know, totally, you know, observant. They asked me, why am I learning the Siva Shalom? So I told them, because the Nesiva Shalom, um, you know, largely, you walk away with something practical, relevant to your life from the Parsha, which means you can learn others farm and have deep understandings uh, on a cerebral level, which you could apply to your life. But the Siva Shalom gives you something practically right away that you can take away from, it's a contemporary work, and you can apply it right away to your life. So when we're learning this safer, it's not just something that we should somehow connect. It should be practically applied right away to our life. And the next Mida, and the reason I introduced this, is should really, really be one of the things that we truly take from the safer. And it's extraordinarily pragmatic and extraordinarily uh, important. The sixth attribute is, Ki chafetz chesed. Who? Hashem desires kindness. Hashem Akarish Baruch Hu desires kindness. Says the, the Ramak. So he already has his most famous work, as I mentioned. It's one of the most important, fundamental works of, of Kabbalah in order to understand the Zohar and other Kabbalistic works. It's called Pardes Rimonim. This is Taimer Devar, the date tree of Dvara Parasimonim is the garden of pomegranates, right? It's a pomegranate garden. Again, um, both of these things 
or they're not only you know literal meanings of pomegranates, it's figurative, right? What a pomegranate re- represents spiritually with all the seeds, right? That there's so much, you know, at- aspects of, of it. Um, says he said he says I already expounded and elucidated in part of Srimon. None, none of us, including myself, I don't believe, have ever learned this work. Uh, although I, was, I, 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 I'm sure we've all seen, including myself, um, lessons from it because it's, it's, it is practical. Uh, there is in the spiritual world uh, So we have a bank account. All of us have a bank account. There is a chamber in heaven, right? In that chamber, it's a bank account. It's a Fort Knox, which all of the kindnesses, the chesed. Now, by the way, chesed, means from the small chesed to the great chesed. There's a story they say over by the mother of the Vilna Gain, um, where she was once walking with a friend, and she pointed, someone asked for directions, and she pointed, and another friend did not point. And in the world to come for that extra aspect of pointing, she had tremendous reward. Now, why did she have tremendous reward? It was a little bit more chesed. When you're giving directions, if you can point... It's the chesed's a little bit better. So even the way, the small chesed, saying good morning to somebody, giving somebody as a smile, the Talmud says, is a tremendously kind act. Why? Because, actually my wife told me the other day, you know, my kids are human, and, you know, they have good days and bad days, like we all do. So one of my kids came in a great mood, another kid came in in a bad mood, and... Guess what? The kid in the bad mood got the kid in the great mood into a bad mood in a few minutes. Because they're all grumpy. When my kids were younger, there was a, there was a book, and I forget the name of the book, but I, but I, I haven't read the, the character. One of the characters was called Grumpy Gamal. The Grumpy Camel. The Grumpy Kamal. And I used to always tell them, don't be a grumpy Gamal. Uh, but when you're grumpy, it's, it's a, it, you actually affect people around you. Well, if you're smiling... The Talmud says it's a tremendous act of chesed. When you say shalom aleichem to someone, it's not only a blessing, you're making them feel good. When you give someone a pat on the back, when you, when, when you, when you take, when you care, when you, when you invite somebody for a meal, certainly at the meal, you make them feel comfortable. Charity, to say the least. Free loans, calling relatives, you know, um, helping people. Obviously, Mrs. Klein just talked about the Hebra Kedisha. What an act of chesed to help the dead. And I think, I, I, I know when I spoke for the Chavrakadisha dinner, I always stressed, you're helping the living. You're helping, you're, it's a chesed to the families of the, of, the, of the deceased when you take care of the dead. The biggest chesed, arguably, is kirov, of bringing a Jew closer to the Torah. If you bring a Jew closer to the Torah, you have transformed their life. Even if, even if they do not become fully observant, if they love Hashem, a little bit more, if they if they think for one moment spiritually, you've given them a tremendous gift. You know, I, I think I mentioned this recently. I don't know if I don't know if you mentioned this class. Um, I wrote an article for Hamadia, uh, and it was about uh, Kyle's Kyle's question. I, don't, I, I think I sent it around um, about Parshas Noach. But my point, I, because it stirred a lot of conversation with people around me. And in the conversation, one person was talking about their relatives, and they wouldn't try anything to their relatives. 
And I said to the person, let me explain to you something. Right now, your relatives are completely and totally non-observant. So which means, if you would see your relatives physically dying, would you just sit there and watch your relatives without doing anything? They're drowning. Drowning! Would you just sit there and watch it happen? And say, I can't do anything. No, you would try to figure out any way possible to help them. So what that means is, if you can daven for your relatives, that's a chesed. You daven for a person, it's always a chesed. But if you can think of something very even subtle, right? Even a small thing, knowing your relatives, but to do nothing, as I said to the person, don't you realize doing nothing is actually hurting them? <laughs> you are the one person that could be of help. You have a neighbor. You are the only Orthodox person they, they know or the, only, the most religious person that they know. You can do tremendous chesed. And sometimes it's not about getting to Shabbos or just giving them a good feeling for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or making them think about there's something more important than their coffee or their car or their front lawn. Right? There's something deeper to life. There's something more more existentially you know, significant than all of those small things. Things. So when a per- all of those chesadim, from big to small, um, are all eternally recorded and they're put in this spiritual bank account in, in Shemayim. We pointed out what causes the attribute of justice or, 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 or strict, um, uh, strict, strict justice. It's when there's accusations against the Jewish people. What's the accusations? It's our own sins. Right? The only way the Midas Hadin can make it have an effect is if we or the Jewish people sin and we don't do tshuva. So the Midas Hadin is a certain point where there's a boundary where we are, we, at some level, we're going to be irreparably damaged spiritually, and Hashem has to fix us through this Midas Adin. We need the patch. Actually, uh, uh, this today, I, the, uh, the, as, a, as a kindness to the school and, and a kindness to my own son, I taught the 8th grade. Their teacher was out. So I'm actually teaching for this week, uh, partially for me, partially for them, most importantly for the school. The 8th grade of Yeshiva Tversvi, of, of the boys' school, we have three schools that I'm involved in the head of. So there's a boys' school, the 8th grade boys. I taught them Jewish history today. And 8th grade boys, it was the last period of the day. Okay? The last period of the day. So they're like, the kids are on medicine, the medicine's worn out. The kids are not on medicine, need to be on medicine. Like the last period of the day for 8th grade boys is like, pee was a long time ago. They're like jumping on their chairs. Um... It's, and I literally want—I literally want a, a captive audience. So there's a certain point. Where, okay, you give a little bit of leeway, you know. Then one kid talks, another kid talks. After a while, everyone's going to talk. So you got to put, you know, you got to kick one kid out of the class, send them to the prince. I'm the CEO. I send them to the principal. You know, and then also there's it was all good again. But there's that din. If you don't, if it's a certain point where the class becomes totally unruly, right? Or they won't learn, and. If you care about education, which, you know, it's important uh, within reason, so you want to have a class. So how are you going to have the class? You have to have discipline. Well, on a way more sophisticated level, the Jewish people, there are times we just lose control. And if we don't get the din, there's not a, there's not a discipline, there's not a good rebbe, a good teacher, then it, who's going to lose out the most? The kids. And we ourselves are going to lose out most. So there's a din, and it's kateger. 
it's accusing, it's, there's no tshuva, things have not been taken care of. Now there's more than one way to fix ourselves, there's more than one way to improve or to change it. There's punishment, and there's could be a sweeter solution to the whole thing. And at that moment, where the din should really be a serious punishment, uh, and, uh, and it could be even be an eternal punishment if, if things go in the wrong way, they go into that bank account. Almost you have a debt that needs to be paid at that moment. So those malachim go to that heichal, to that chamber in heaven, where, the, where all of the chesadim that you did, or the Jewish people did, are stored. And they take a chesed. Why? Who desires kindness. If, even though we're chayavim, even though we're, we're guilty, we're liable, uh, if the Yidin, if the Jewish people do chesed from one to another, one to another, uh, Hashem has mercy. Any parent knows, any parent knows that if you have children and they, they mess up, but you see they're hugging and kissing, you will have mercy on them because every parent wants their children to get along. And if your kid does a kindness, not just a, a hugging and kissing, there's a kindness of one child to another child. We are forgiving uh, because of Hashem. The chesed is, actually, it's an amazing, it's an amazing Yvonne The Yvonne says in our time that the only, there's three spiritual pillars which the world stands on, which means all of the spiritual world, which is which the physical world is a, is a crude representation of, right? We, the physical world is only here, and the spiritual world is okay. Uh, that Hashem creates are three spiritual pillars of the world that it gives the oxygen for all of us to sustain us in this world. There is Torah, there is Aveda, and there is Chesed. The Talmud says that Torah in the Galas is not complete. We have lost a level of Torah, even though we have Torah is the most important, profound mitzvah, um, and the way we connect to Kaddish Baruch in the most profound way, but it's still not pristine. Right? There's a loss of Torah in the Galas. Avoida, we have no base of Migdash. And albeit that we have tefillah, we have prayer, it's not the highest level that we can be doing. But Chesed has exactly the highest level of Chesed we can do today as well. Means if you want to have had the same chesed that Moshe Rabbeinu could have done, we can do the same chesed. Our chesed is is just as great as Shmuel Navi, Moshe, Rabbi Akiva. Pick your favorite figure from Jewish history: Hillel, Rashi, the Rambam. You and I can do chesed like they can do chesed. We cannot learn Torah like they can learn Torah in the exile in the Galus, and we certainly don't have a basic English to do that kind of avoda. Abur chesed, but chesed we can do. And that chesed Hashem brings has tremendous rachamim, gives tremendous mercy for us. And, and, and again, even at that moment of strict justice, of din, with accusation, where we really should get a serious patch for our own good, it brings, it takes the patch and it makes it not a patch we can't handle, and, and, it, and it steers it in a much sweeter, so to speak, punishment. Actually, it brings a famous um, Perik in Navi to show this. Even the time of the first base of Migdash, 
the first Beit Hamikdash, which was the most cataclysmic event in the history, the destruction of it in the history of the Jewish people. That doesn't mean that most people were killed, but we have never, as a people, recovered since the first Beit Hamikdash, which means since that first destruction of the first Beit Hamikdash, we have never achieved the same level of kirva of closeness to Hashem. Even the second Beit Hamikdash was a shadow of the first Beit Hamikdash. It did not have an aron. It was it was lacking a lot of the aspects of the first Beit Hamikdash. And it was at that moment of, of justice, of din, where literally, because of serious iniquities, serious averus amongst the Jewish people, even there our chesed pushed it off. So this is in Yechezkel, in the 10th barak. A little bit of this is going to be way above our helens. By the way, Yechezkel is one of those svarim, uh, which, uh, which talks about the Merkava, how the celestial worlds work, and it's really high level. I remember I was once, when I was 18 years old, I was learning with a senior, very big Torah scholar. He was an author of books. He would wear tefillin all day. And I had an opportunity to learn with him. It was Grunfeld, passed away many years ago already. And he asked me, what would I like to learn? So I said, Yechezkel. I was 18 at the time. And I remember when the first part, we started learning about the Merkava, of the, the, how the divine world works, he said, go up and wash your hands. I'm like, what? You know, like, Mamish, wash your hands, the Tila Sadayim, three times. He said, this, this is holy Psukim. And he was not like that kind of person. I mean, but you, you're learning. So this is what we're about to just see. We're going to take it at a very simple level. Right? At the time of the Chorban, Hashem tells Gabriel, Gabriel the Malach. Now, we had Gabriel recently. Gabriel, of course, is going to go destroy stone. We had a, a few weeks ago, this partial. Gabriel is... On, uh, uh, as, uh, as from Guru, as from just for like Gavri, Gibor Kel, right? He is the Malach of justice, of Din. Um, our Malach is Michal, right? But now Gavriel is going to go, and Hashem s- s- says, Bo el Benus Lagago, go under. This is obviously not literal, so don't not, not take it literal, but whatever this means for us, under the divine throne. Before the Ofanim, which the Ofanim are a lower level in Malchus, in the lower sphere, a lower level, what we call a spiritual force. What we, what, for argument, we just call it a Malach, but it's a type of Malach, a type of spiritual uh, 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 angel. Who's Sar Hadin? Gavriel is, the, uh, is the, the angel, the officer of judgment. And he's going to go. Now, and you know where the, the accusations are coming from? All of those things, all of those sins, all of the murders that happened in the first place, whatever amount that they were, or acts of lewdness, or not keeping Shemitah, or idolatry, or, or, you know, even though they were doing, also serving Hashem, they were also doing idolatry. All of the, 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 the bad things that were happening around them, and the, which we're not going to do right now, the fact that many people saw these things and did not protest. When I say do not protest, they didn't even try to fix it. Which is like Kira before. If we watch the world go bad around us and we do nothing, that doesn't mean to do things which are not productive. But we do nothing that at some level, we who could be the ones who are helpful are culpable as well. So the generation as a whole was, had, had justice and din and accusations, spiritual accusations against them. And go under there, Hashem tells Gabriel, get those koichas adin, beinos legalgal, 
under the uh, by uh, um, between the uh, ofanim and, the, and the, the above that is mitachas the kruvim, the kruvim are the you know like on the aron also there's kruvim up in shemayim meisham mizbech from the fire of mizbech none of this is literal <laughs> but no none zero of this is literal but what we can understand is that in a, on a spiritual level. There, there is this aspect of din, and Gabriel is going to get it in the, in the highest of places. Um, which is the din of the gvura of Malchus. So in Malchus, which is the, the spiritual world that we're in, the lowest of the ten spheres, there's something called gvura, the, 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 which is the more din aspect of this aspect. And that's where Gabriel is going to go get this din. Okay, so what that means for you and I, is that means that the, all of these serious accusations, right, serious, and this is not like you can go in court and hire some slick attorney uh, and you can try to argue your case. The, when, you, when, when Gabriel is bringing these, these, this din, I mean, it's irrefutable and it's not really an accusation. It's a reality. That in reality, both as individuals and in the nation, the Jewish people, there has to be a serious punishment that is where they're just, it's past the, 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 we can see that, by the way, in the world that we live in today, you know, all, with all of this gender stuff, it's like crazy. I I shudder for what the world will look at right now, look like in 20, 30 years from now. For people, they're not going to know what in the world they are, right? And the, everything around this is, it becomes a reality after a while, right? Today, society, when you talk about 50 years ago, there's certain things totally, totally accepted in the world we live in today, which people would have thought were insane 50 years ago. It is the most regressive society on so many levels today, right? Regressive, right? Spiritually regressive. And that reality becomes extraordinary to change. So for the Jewish people, we who are the light of the nations, we who are Klaus of the Amanivchar, right? We're in a reality with accusations where if nothing happens, it's going to be permanent damage. And that's what really those accusations are. The sins have become too Great, and instead of destroying our base of Migdash, God forbid, the Jewish people would have been destroyed, okay? That's how serious this is. We as a nation, we would have lost our total and complete modus operandi. And that can never happen. So it comes to this point of really literally at that din, the din is saying everything should be destroyed. The kakea, even the, the, the lilies, the eggs, the germany, the, 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 the icker source of the Jewish people. That, because they are liable for destruction. And Gabriel goes there to get this. Then a few seconds later, as Gabriel, as Gabriel uh, goes up and sees to, to this higher level, the celestial world, as he's going for this judgment, he sees the verse, the Pasuk says that the, 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 it sounds like a hand, like a kaviyokal, a hand is going uh, under the wings of, of, of the, uh, the kruvim, of the cherubs. And what is this hand? Uh, God tells a kashbarko, tells a you know what, that you're seeing Gabriel. They did kindness. There was still chesed, is corrupt as that's as the first place image at the end of it was, um, they were actually on a higher level than us on many levels. Um, um, as, uh, as 
corrupt as it was, they did chesed, ve'af hem chayavim, nitzalu, v'hayal hem l'shers, they'll be saved, which means technically all of the Jewish people should have been destroyed at the time of the first Pesach, because they did chesed, because they did chesed, they'll be saved. By the way, we know that the Tanah de Be'eliyahu says that in a time we were in Egypt, in Mitzrayim, really we were undeserving to leave Egypt. We didn't have the merit to, do, to leave Egypt. And what they did is the Jews started to do chesed one to another, and that brought mercy on them, and that was the beginning of how they, they got out. Vatam, and the reason why, whether it was in Egypt or even here with the story of, of in, the, in the Cheskel, where Gabriel goes up to the highest level of judgment, of din, of accusations, of reality, where really it's, incontro- it's incontrovertible. There should, there needs to be a judgment, there needs to be a din at this highest level, and yet chesed, and yet acts of kindness coming from that heichal, which the Ramak uh, briefly talks about here, and elaborates in part of the ceremonium, that those acts of kindness sweeten, it's called the matik esadin, sweetens the judgment. Vahatan, what is the reason that this happens? Because this is Hashem's, one of His attributes, is chafetz chesed who Hashem desires kindness. Hashem wants kindness. Again, go back to the parent. You want kindness. When Yidin, when, when one child of Hashem helps another child of Hashem, whether you're pointing directions, inviting, saying Shalom Aleichem, somebody giving them charity, bringing a Jew closer to Hashem, or giving them advice. One of the, one of the Rebbeinah Yoyna says, one of the greatest chasadim a person does is good advice. Now, I once gave a drasha about advice. There's good advice and bad advice. You give a person bad advice, it's not a chasad. Right? You give a person directions. I, I remember vividly, before, I, I, I almost have nightmares now, before Waze, before GPS, before you get, I used to ask people for directions, a couple of times I like person get directions, I end up completely lost. They sent me on a, on, a, on a goose chase. You know, on a total goose chase. You saw directions, you help them out. If you give them bad directions, then you're, you're actually helping. I knew somebody who memorized the map where they lived. So whenever somebody would ask them how to get to a place, they were able to tell them that you do a chesed. It's an amazing thing. Right? You saw directions, it's a chesed. So those chesedim, Hashem wants us to do chesed. For a Jew, you see somebody coming to a shul and they look lost in another place, or they're very, totally familiar with davening, totally from Jew, um, but they don't know where you're davening. Just show them the place. Well, we're up to here, or you see a person looks a little bit sad today, and you give they're the same gender and you give them a hug, you know, you give them a shalom you know, you call somebody to check up on them when they're sick, you pay a shiva. All of these things are tremendous chesed. These. Hashem, and Hashem desires these kindnesses. And in this chesed blight, it's not erased. Very important. Chesed does not get erased. It doesn't take a whip, which means ultimately in Shemaim there's always going to be the judgment on the deeds we do, which we have to do tshuva. But chesed is there, and not only that, very often, it can be mamtik esadin. It's come uh, that the hand will come from belief and give the person tremendous amount of kindness. By the way, with this client, I'm just thinking because for those who are listening or, or not on her now, 
Mrs. Klein was telling me she gave a, a, a class this week, this week to communities, um, amongst some communities, who, about the Chavrakish for later to Taharas. So you have to imagine, you didn't just get a chesed for the, the time you gave that class last night, how to do a proper Tahara pre- preparation for burial, but all of the people that will then teach in the future, it could be one of the people in that class, will teach other people. So there will be people you have no idea. And it could be 20 years from now, and 30 years from now. And by the way, I, I don't think you were born during Tahara. Somebody taught you. So they, when you taught them last night, they had a schos. That whoever taught you, they got a schos for all of that, and one chesed can lead to another chesed. I, you know, I met you smile at a person. It's a small thing. You put them in a good mood, you infect their shalom bias. They come home and they're in a better mood. It could be they dive in better because they're in a better mood. You get, that chesed has, has a butterfly effect. You, you, again, you make someone religious or you make someone love Hashem. That affects tremendous amount of things. You help them start a business. You give them a good advice. There's a tremendous amount Hashem desires that. And that doesn't get erased. That's their knowledge and not erased. Over 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, there's a heichal and it, and it plays out in our lives. Imkent. That's how Hashem desires in His own attribute. What about us? We know that the Ramak teaches us how we're supposed to follow in the ways of the Vlog. This is the proper way for a person, for a Yid, for a Jew to live by, to act by. Afim ra'a, even if we see a person, sha'adam oisle ra'a right? It could even be we're harmed or angered. Now that means, I, again, I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, I've seen good, decent, kind people. When somebody hurts them or angers them, they're, they're out for blood. Not maybe, not blood mamish, but they want, they want that person to get a potch. They want, you know, they're, they're furious sometimes. Furious, and there's like it doesn't make it. And, and I've, again, I hate to say this, but I but I think it's important. I've seen children talk this way about parents. I've seen parents of children, siblings, business partners who are help. They built the business together. They help each other for forty years, and now they, they just want to kill the person, literally kill the person. Right? And they want to kill them. They want to. They want you know. They're not looking for the best thing for this person, right? So you get, when you get harmed, like my point, when you get harmed or you're angered, you know, you, you lose that perspective, right? No, somebody harms you, they, they bother you, they annoy you, we're not, we're not talking mine or something even. You still, we, we go back. <laughs> we're sitting against Hashem. We started the whole work. How detrimental our deeds are when we sin. How Hashem's literally giving us life. And you know what Hashem says? You did chesed? Hashem looks favorably at the chesed. So to another person, if they hurt us or bother us, and at the same time, now, now if a person, the, the, they're a Hitler or, or Hitler, like there's no Hitler, but anyway, like they're, they're evil. You should hate their guts, right? You know, you, you should hate truly evil people. Have nothing good about them. Their mamsh amalakim hate their guts and hate the ra in them. But if a person hurts you. But that's a decent person. Or that is so good, but they have some they have some redeeming traits. They do help other people. They are they're a grumpy gamal, right? They're going back to gr- they are a grumpy gamal. But that grumpy gamal still does some good things. 
still is helpful to, to other people. It could be the, the Gabai at Shul. I was, I was a former Gabai, so I don't think, I don't think it's any Gabais. They're the Gabai. They put time and they put energy. They're, they're, they're a treasurer and they, or they're charitable or they're not really friendly at all, but they help you know, with charity. Whatever it is, they do some good deeds. Uh, certainly if they do a lot of good deeds. Certainly they do a lot of good deeds. They have, they have a redeeming factor. Omida Toyva, they have a positive side. They're, 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 they're humble, usually. Or they're kind, usually. Kushura. And they act properly. Yaspiklo that goodness that you see in a person, Levato Kaaso, should be enough that you shouldn't walk around anger and you should be yir salibo oimo. You should desire You should be happy. We, if we want to be like Hashem, when we see kindness in the world, we should it, we should appreciate that. It should, we shouldn't lose perspective. Now, of course, if somebody hurts us, we can rectify it. We should do it, but not out of anger, not out of hatred. But it means we got to see a complete picture here. This is the Baal Chesed, and we we have to be people who love Chesed. When we see Chesed, right, we have to have an ahavasa Chesed. Which should truly love chesed, it means we have an avas chesed. You know, I, I started bringing the other schools that the ultimate Kalb said, if we learn this work, we'll have true avas Israel. You know what true avas Israel is? You love all Jews, but you love all Jews who help Jews. They're not even helping you. You know they're helping other people. You love them for helping your brothers and sisters. In the real world, if you have a biological, well, not only spiritual, but like a, 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 a nanta, a relative, a close relative, Somebody helps them, you love them for helping them. You, they're helping your mother, they're helping your father, they're helping your sibling, they're in the hospital, and they're helping, you love them. How? So you're visiting, so kind of you. You're bringing food, so kind, you have a love. Right? When, you, when we're true Aves Yisrael, true Aves Hashem, to love Hashem is, when you see Hashem's children helping each other, even if you're totally uninvolved, you have so much love that if they bother you, or they anger you, you're able to see the good. You're able to see the good, the good, the good in them. Um, right? the, the, the good in the dialogue, it doesn't mean that we're blind to the, to the problems, but it means we keep the perspective that's in there, and we deal with it accordingly. Right? We deal, we still have an alpha. We're not, we're not out to destroy a person. The call chicane. And certainly your wife, your spouse, right? This is your spouse. What? What? what Kedeparshino Rabbeinu Zechariah is an amazing Gemara. Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia was uh, the the bridge generation between the Tanaim and the Amoraim in the third century. When the Tanaim were the were the, were the, were the all the way going up from Hillel to the codifiers, well, Hillel Zuzugos, but really from Hillel to the codifiers of the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Hanasi. If you do not understand what I'm talking about, please listen to my Jewish history series. It's all there. <laughs> uh, the Tanayim and the Amorayim uh, were the ones who, who, who would be the authors of and the, the contributors to the Talmud, both Bavli and Yerushalmi, to both the Jerusalem Talmud and the Babylon He was right there between the Tanayim and the Amorayim. He lived to something of the common era. Michia had a wife who ex- was extraordinarily challenging. And this wife for whatever reason, had pleasure in, 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 in aggravating her husband. Right? I'm actually, I, I've seen in my life such marriages. It's like you wonder how the world got married in the first place. 
I once had a couple. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's like every they couldn't stop arguing. But one spouse, I was like, oh, like just any nugget the person can get in there. Like you know, in the old days, by the way, you had much more. Of a thing. They just divorced two seconds because people were everything expendable. But you'd see this people in like seventies. You know, I used to, I was someone that was a couple. I used to always see them arguing about everything. Like when these older couples, like. Like the you know, but sometimes there's one spouse who just is 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 you know they their 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 modus operandi is to just drive their spouse crazy, and Rabbi Chia was always kind to his wife, and she would go out of he would ask for something cold, she'd give something hot. He would ask for something one thing, she'd give another thing, and just to annoy him, right? You know, do it yourself. And she was the she was not the Aishas Chayel that we sing about. On Friday night, to say that, and his nephew Rav said to him, "You know why he went was so good to his wife? He said, why, why be so good?" And he said, "Rechia said, Dayinu, it's enough. She raises my children. She takes. She's a good mother. And of course, for a single man." Um, Spiritually, it's not healthy to be. It's low tovios. It's not a healthy thing to be uh, uh, spiritually by yourself on a spiritual purity level, and not and neither is it good for a woman. But for a man, particularly, it's not good. Uh, um, so, and she saves from sin. And so, Rechiel lived with this reality that I, I, he, has, he, he, he saw the chesed of, of, of kolshik in his own. It's not just hakar satayiv. That for sure. Means if by the way the, the the Ramak in one of his works I think Or Yakar says that with gratitude to the extent we are kafoytayv to the extent that we don't appreciate our gifts we enjoy them less which is a very big it's not really this point but it touches on this which means you if you if you can't be appreciative you really won't enjoy it and that makes sense by the way on a on a practical level. And, uh, but on a metaphysical level, on a spiritual level, it's actually an einish. Whatever you don't appreciate, you won't truly enjoy. If you're a kafoy taif, and by the way, so much of the Torah is about appreciating what Hashem gives to us, appreciating the gift that Hashem gives to us. Well, he, not only it was the, the, the appreciate, but he saw the chesed that she did for him. And, and, the, and the fact is that even though she made his life quote-unquote bitter in other ways, right? she took care of his children, she raised his children. She had a level of intimacy with him when she wasn't bothering him, all, which saved him from sin. He saw that chesed, and that's what he focused on. And by the way, when I mentioned before that, that it kills me, I'm it kills me when I see family feuds where people, for sure, any family member in a normal, even in dysfunctional, have benefited other family members, and yet they completely get blinded for the chesed. Totally blinded. Right? Or their neighbors, or their relatives. I remember things, and again, we're all family here on Amachad. You know, there are people I remember who did not want to talk to other people, the person in the shul. And this is not unique to Amachad. Amachad happens to be extraordinarily good for those who are not, don't know the Amachad world. But, but, but could you imagine, like, that person helped you and was your kind to you, or, or they weren't kind to you? I can say unequivocally, every person that I ever knew in Amachad was a Baal Chesed. Right? If not to you, then to somebody else. Right? And they're helping other people. You can't see the good in them. You can't forgive. You can't... 
It, means, it doesn't mean you have to hang out with a person that doesn't work for you or, or not fix a problem. But to, to, be, to, uh, to still realize that that chesed is so precious. And Hashem wants that chesed. Rabbi Chia, his own life, his wife, and you know, when you have a challenging spouse, that can be very, very difficult. But he lived happily because he's always focused on that chesed. Can Yoimar call Adam? And a person should always say by a person, Daily Betoyim Aplanus? Shaasali, it's enough that I shouldn't be angry or take true just because of and the good that that person, even a singular good to, uh, uh, to did to me, or do with another person, or me the toyva plushiesha, or has is is a person a good person? He davens or she davens nicely. That's a chesed to the world. I appreciate they daven nicely, or they're charitable, or they're they're empathetic to people, or they're friendly, or, or they're hospitable, whatever it may be. To focus, that's how Hashem focuses with us. And by the way, the way we treat others, the way Hashem treats us. Because remember, we need to emulate Hashem's chesed. You know, I started today specifically with some of the schoolers, of some of the schoolers, some of the treasures, some of the benefits, the spiritual benefits that this work brings. And, I, you know, and again, I just want to reiterate, one of the reasons I chose to do this work is we live in a world today where there's a level of din. It's a level of instability. We all need tremendous racham in Hashem. This being chafetz chesed. Chesed is the one thing that we all can do just like Maisha Rabbeinu. We can be the greatest, highest level of all chasadim. And all of us daily, hourly, have so many opportunities to do chesed, to, to, to be in our, put our spiritual bank account, but also to appreciate the chesed of others. To love the chesed of others. And when we have that Zoltachang, we have that Hashkafas and we look at people, whether they're acquaintances, more profoundly friends, and even more profoundly our relatives and close friends differently. And we deal with them differently. And we deal with the world differently. And when we deal with the world differently, Hashem deals with us differently. When we emulate Hashem's ways, Hashem even more so gives us that bracha is like, because one of the attributes of Kash Baruch Hu is Chafetz Chesed. Hashem wants Chesed, desires Chesed, which means not only does He want us to do Chesed, He wants us to appreciate Chesed and put that to our lives. Okay, so we're going to hold here. I think it's an important topic.